Welcome to Two Crazy Scoots Podcast with your hosts Ao and Antino. After a long break, we're back to bring you some more sugary goodness. <laughs> Podcasting. Enjoy. Hi and welcome to t- Oh. Hi. Welcome to Two Crazy Scoots Podcast. We're back. Oh, wait. There we go. Ah, yeah. So, Aaron, how did you like the break? It was nice. It was good to, you know, have some time off and get away. Get some and brisket. I didn't get any brisket while I was in Texas. Oh, I did. It was Texas, amazing. But, uh, I still dream about it. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Uh, <laughs> I may still have some stuck in my teeth, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, El Paso was good, though. We had a good time. And, um, yeah. Meet some old, new people, see some old people, mm-hmm. make new friends, get to know our old friends better. It's a lot some, of fun. Some potential new uh, podcasting guests as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, so we are friends with some people who do translating over the phone. And so we want to have them, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we can have them. Um, actually, one of the guys is supposed to be here next month. So. Hopefully we can get him when he's out here and we can uh, have him do some, tell us some stories. Cause the, yeah. we've heard a couple of translation stories and they are crazy. Yeah. They're funny. But then some of them I'm like, uh, that's like some of the situations you can get into, like tr- translating certain things like medical calls and stuff that are pretty serious. Yeah. That's serious. That's kind of scary. And, and some of them are just funny. So there's a combination of both, but that's a future podcast, but hopefully we can get that to work out. So. Oh, stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> so, we didn't have a guest this week. So, I guess I'll be the guest and you'll be the host. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That works. So, what I wanted to talk about was because uh, if I, I'm always curious as to how people start companies, I'm always uh, wondering how people like photography businesses. I always think I would like to sit down and talk to somebody and see how they get all that down and the income and all that craziness. Mm -hmm. I just think it's interesting to have a business doing that um, because it takes a lot of self-confidence to be able to tell someone, hey, this is a very special moment in your life and I'm going to take pictures of it that you're going to definitely like. So maybe we can get someone who does that also. Photography? Yeah. But anyways, so the funny thing is I was going to talk about my own self – and the business that I started, window cleaning. And I think it's funny because uh, there's a podcast called How I Built This. You ever listened to it? I have not, no. Uh, so it, they take um, like well-known products mm-hmm. and how somebody uh, created it. And, you know, now it's a household thing. Mm-hmm. I think one of them was um, like Cliff Bars was one of them. Okay. So the guy, how he came up with the idea, the recipe, how he got into the market and how his whole journey of doing that. Now it's like everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I always think it's interesting to listen to those because you're like, oh man, what if I had this idea where, you know, I could sell all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But the one theme that I find in those podcasts Mm -hmm. is, um, well, what do you think it is? Um, The theme that's in the podcast as far as yeah, how do you what, what do you think the one factor is that someone needs in order to build a big business, no matter what? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is they have to be fearless. Oh, right. They give it a shot. Yeah, because if you because a lot but of there's people, a lot of fearless people out there, and a lot of them have their own businesses though. That's true. Well, you, you, you get what I'm saying because like to start your own business, you know, the, if you go work for someone, it's kind of like a guaranteed paycheck. Uh huh. 
when you start your own business, you got to get out there and you got to hustle. And a lot of people are afraid of that. Yeah. But that's obviously not what you had in mind. So actually, no, <laughs> no, it was interesting because um, every single time they have that same drive that you're talking about, they think about those things and they uh, they're really like driven. Mm-hmm. But, oh, driven drive. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But you get to the point in the story, which I always laugh <clears throat> at because it kind of gets blown over pretty quickly. Mm hmm. Uh, they're like, okay, I started making this in my garage, you know, I built all this stuff and all these things and we, you know, we put it all together and, and we were so happy. We made this idea. It was so great. Everyone was so excited in the room. Like we were like, yes, we're going to like, we've done it. We've done it. And then, uh, I just, uh, I bought a small loan from friends and family of 50, uh, $50,000. And, uh, then with that, you know, we started this and they just like totally blow up brush over. I'm like, what kind of friends do you have? Yeah. They're investing $50,000 into some cliff bar. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So every single time I listen to that podcast, it's always like. And then I took a small loan from them. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> How much did you need? Yeah. <laughs> no, but keep in mind, there's a lot of businesses out there that started with very little as well. You yeah, but don't, then they, don't, they don't do those ones, man. No, there was a book that, oh, I forgot what it was called now. Because you know who gave who told me about it was Danny. Oh. Uh, Rojo. Oh, yeah. He's he been all told about me about, there was a book that he gave me, The $100 Startup, I think, or something like that, where it talked about some pretty successful business that started up with very little capital. That's the point. I think that's what it was called, but I, I'll look up, I'll have to look it up to get the correct name. Well, I got a story for you. Okay. It's called The $10 Startup. You didn't start a business with $10. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just took a small loan of about $50 from my parents. <laughs> no, was I'm just kidding. Oh, I was about to say. No. No, but I, you did start a business, though. Yes. And so I was going to talk about... That whole thing about, I guess it may be interesting to people that are, who just wonder how, how that happens. Cause I have a lot of people ask me, well, how'd you get into window cleaning? And I'm like, I don't even know. Like, and I don't think I've heard the story. So once upon a time back in 2009, I don't even know how, yeah, I was like 15 and a half. So we'll go back to my first window cleaning job, Tucson, Arizona. It was with a man named Travis Hall and he had diamond window cleaning. And I'm still surprised that he had me work for him because I was pretty terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> when I started. Um, but I can remember like our first accounts that we had done were like at the mall and we'd clean the windows there. And and uh, if you can just imagine this, there's like a giant, just a giant ad of women's underwear <laughs> just in front of this window. And I have to like clean the window and I'm just like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> Because you were 15, you said? Yeah. Okay. It was pretty funny. I was just like, man, like, what is this? Anyway, so we cleaned, like, some accounts <laughs> in the mall. <laughs> it was a lot of fun working with him. So that's what it means. You know, it's funny because I have the notes here, and we're just kind of going over it. And I'm like, what does this mean? First day with Travis, and it says underwear ad. And I'm like, what does that mean? But now I get it. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah, so that was, like, my first experience uh, <laughs> cleaning windows. And he was a pretty fun guy to work with because he wasn't, like, he was super laid back. Mm-hmm. So at 15, you don't want to be working for someone who's, like, rigid and makes you, because I don't think I was that serious then either. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would would work a lot, and I had just gotten a lot of experience doing smaller jobs mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. And then he actually ended up giving me four of his accounts to take care of. Mm-hmm. So my mom would actually drive me to go do that. Mm-hmm. And I would clean the windows, uh, but it took me forever, man. There's one thing you know about window cleaning is it's extremely frustrating if you can't do it right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Just uh, 
those stores that I used to clean now, I could do it like in 15 minutes, but then it would take me like an hour, mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Have you ever cleaned a window before? Not professionally. Oh. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it's a, it's a hurdle to get through. Some people I see, they can pick it up like super quick. There's mm-hmm. this uh, one, one kid that I was training, and he was like doing it faster than I was. And he was like, yeah, this is easy. Why, you, why did you like tell me it was so difficult? And I was like, oh, my experience is a little different. But then... Again, if you can think of yourself like your motor skills as they get better, getting older and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know. Maybe I was fully functioning at 15. I was just retarded. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> but, yeah, so those accounts that I would take care of uh, one time, I put this in the notes too. Oh, yeah, because I hired my sister uh, to help me out, and we ended up taking so much time on the jobs that I just paid her what I made. And she ended up spending that money to buy a dress in one of the stores that we cleaned. Oh, wow. (laughs) Did she know that you gave her all the money? I don't know. This was a long time ago, and I only did it once. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because after that, I think she, like, kind of took off. Okay. Which is kind of funny because when I was working with Travis, he had this huge building. And this was really where I learned a lot. Um, And I guess I'll talk – I guess – I'm mostly just talking about different aspects of window cleaning. One of them is the commercial. So I got used to doing storefronts. Mm-hmm. The second one that he taught me how to do was uh, a commercial, but it's uh, like construction cleanup. Okay. So when you go into a building that has just been recently constructed, you got all kinds of stuff on the windows. You got stucco, paint, uh, these little tiny like square cork things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen those. Mm-hmm. But I think when they're transporting them, it keeps them from hitting each other, like bouncing. Okay. So you got to take those off. And you got to just make it look perfect. So me, him, and another guy spent about two weeks on that job. And uh, that was actually during a really difficult time in my life. So it was, like, really nice to have that kind of distraction and just keep me busy while also, like, you know, making some money, which looking back, I think I was making, like, nine? Nine dollars an hour? Okay. And this is when? Uh, Two thousand. This is actually last week. You know? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> no, this was like 2009, 2010. Okay. Yeah. So it's around the same time. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, so one thing. Oh, yeah. You're just making fun of the notes because I just put random stuff. One of them is Jello Salsa. <laughs> yeah. What is this Jello Salsa that you have? So where we had been working, I think they had just built like a Viva burrito mm-hmm. around there. Mm-hmm. And every morning we'd get burritos like at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And this is during that two week job, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is where we get breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the salsa was like in these little cups, but it was like jello. Mm-hmm. Like you'd try to pour it and it all came like in one little like. <laughs> oh, okay. That's so, yeah, it was good. Delicious. It was just uh, a little frozen or something. I have no idea. Oh, that's true. It could have been. Maybe that was what it was. Maybe it was frozen partially. Yeah. And then I think at that point, actually, now that I'm thinking, because I put that in the notes too, I did get a raise. So I was making like $10 an hour. At a certain point on that job. And that was like, to me, like the greatest thing in the world. Because mm-hmm. now I could easily multiply how long I had worked. Yeah. Instead yeah. of being like, what's nine times seven? Yeah. <laughs> now you. <laughs> it's not a hard That's thing for hilarious. most people. But I have trouble with small maths. <laughs> small maths. All maths. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, um. Yes. You know, oh, sorry. Just a side point. My first job, I was making six bucks an hour. What? I know. And that was in 2000 and... No, that was 2000. 
My very first job, I was making six bucks an hour. Wow. Yeah. What was your first job? It was an amusement park. No, 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 it wasn't an amusement park. It was like a, it was like. a Mickey Mouse? No, it was a, it was this place called Jeepers. And it was like a Chuck, it was a bootleg Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) That's basically what it was. And all the rides in there were were broke down. Like we had a little mini roller coaster. Uh But every time I would run it, I didn't like it because it was like screws falling off of it. And my my job was just to push the button for it to start and push the button for it to stop. That thing was horrible. (laughs) Does that hold up in the court of law? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're out of of business. I'm pretty sure they're out of business now. But yeah, it was, it was, they had, their claim to fame was they were like Chuck E. Cheese, but their rides were supposed to be better. Uh And so they had the little mini roller coaster inside. They had the bumper cars. They had those little things that spin, you know, oh, yeah. and there's a table in the middle of it and you can spin like those barrels. Uh-huh. And they had like brides like that that were more fun, allegedly, but they were not safer. Did they have an animatronic band? They did not have an animatronic band, but they did have the costumes that you could put on that I never wanted to put on. I'm like, I'm not getting inside <laughs> that thing. Um, it smells like cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it probably had like, who knows what crabs or whatever else in it. Oh, can I say that? Or is sure. that okay? Well, well, that was a big thing in Disney that they have that same problem with Thanks. their costumes. Thank so you. Just, just saying Google. Uh, no, no. Just <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to you. I don't think we can talk about your life story. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just scratching the, the surface. surface. Anyway, back to you, sir. Oh, man. I'm sorry, but when you said how much you were making when you started, I'm like, that's actually pretty good because I started at six. Oh, it was? I'm saying compared to what I started at. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was just, I mean, I was just throwing that out there. But go ahead. Um, so I I don't know exactly what happened. Those, I think, <laughs> I think he, <laughs> he lost those accounts. I'm not sure. It probably is my fault because I was <laughs> terrible at it. Like, I was not a good window cleaner by any means. Did he ever tell you that? No. We should ask him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so many years hey, later. you remember uh, like nine years ago? <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him. Yeah, just to find I'm not out. sure if I want to know the answer, though. I like good ignorance is bliss. No, 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 it's not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, but well, whenever it's ten years later, you can always look well, back that's at past t- the st- is it statute of limitations? Uh, sure, if we want to call it that. <laughs> you, once you're past it and it's history now, I don't care if I find out later on. You're like, hey, Aaron, I've been stealing money from you for the past 10 years. Uh, well, that, no, that's different. <laughs> because if it's the past 10 years and it's still continuing, then oh, we have a problem. Okay. But if it was 10 years ago. So I'll tell you 10 years from now and then yeah, can't that's, get Yeah, that's fine. I, I can't get mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> we have recorded proof. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and then I don't exactly I don't know what happened, but I started working at Best Buy Mm -hmm. as a seasonal job, which somehow like impressed my dad. Mm -hmm. He's like, didn't think I could get an actual job because I've been working with. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, wow, you got it. I was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not sure if I had graduated by then, but it was seasonal. Uh And I made the uh, giant pay raise. Of negative two dollars and seventy five cents, or what? Oh my gosh! Well, what were you Small making? Math. And I'll do the math. <laughs> okay, I'll do the math. I was making ten dollars. <laughs> now uh-huh. I make eight twenty five an hour. Oh wow! But at least it's consistent, though. Nah, I mean it's seasonal. Oh, that's so. true. I would just ride my bike there and ride my bike back, yeah. or my parents would pick me up because I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. And that is a whole other 
thing in itself because some funny stuff happened at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Just in my short time there. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, they had let me go because it was a seasonal job. Mm-hmm. And um, they told me to keep the shirt. They're like, yeah, you can keep your shirt because we'll, we'll see you next year. Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so my friend Jesse, we wanted to start a business together. Because he had a car, and I was like, well, he has a car, and I don't have a car. I have experience, and he doesn't have experience. So maybe together we can kind of help each other out. Oh, so you got him started in window cleaning. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. You may have said it, but now it's clicking. Yeah. Okay. That was smart. You're like. Well, you haven't finished the story yet. Oh, okay. So. I'll take that back. Me and Jesse are like, we're serious about this. Like, not. I don't like to do stuff half in. So half what? Half in. Oh, okay. Like you're just half in, half out. Right. I like to go and take it seriously. And he was taking it seriously with me. So we made a plan. We called uh, someone that we knew who did janitorial work. And we like, <laughs> we sat down with him at Taco Bell. If you can think of like a 17 year old and an 18 year old. No, no. Conducting, two 17 year olds. Conducting business. Yeah. Like, at a Taco Bell. We're serious about this. And, Not uh, even Starbucks. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> Starbucks my wasn't a thing is, back then. My stomach <laughs> is already rumbling. <laughs> Mine is still ruined from that day. <laughs> yeah, okay. so we sit there, and he's like, oh, well, here's what I do, and here's how I price things. And then me and him are just running numbers in our heads. Like, I mean, <clears throat> I'll talk about this later. It's what Danny talks about when I my friend uh, Daniel... When I was actually starting my business, you'd call it hypothetical income, which mm-hmm. is where I sit down and I tell you everything that you can make. And it's mm-hmm. so amazing. But mm-hmm. you're leaving out the fact that you actually have to get the jobs. Right. You know, you can count numbers all day. You can count window panes all day. But unless someone hires you, you're not making anything. Mm-hmm. So me and Jesse, we went to Park Place Mall and we walked around and pretty much priced out every single store. Mm-hmm. And we left business cards with them that we that I printed out. Mm-hmm. My dad helped me print them out. It was uh, AJ's window cleaning. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a cell phone at the time, but he did. So we found a way to get a Google phone number. And so you could get text messages and it would go show up on your computer. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can still do that. I think so. I do remember that. It was like an online Google number. It was like a Google number that you can connect to your number. Yeah. You can go online and check everything. I do remember that. I forgot what that program was called. It was Google something. Yeah. Obviously. They name everything Google something. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, so we had set that up, and we weren't getting any calls. And then, like, a couple of months later, I had checked it, and I think we had gotten some calls. Mm -hmm. But I just, I wasn't checking it regularly, or something had happened. Um, But what we had done, while we were in the process of doing all this, we went to uh, that upside-down pyramid bank, which I'm going to call them out. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, me and him still talk about this. We, we were trying to open a business account. Mm-hmm. And a 17-year-old cannot open a business account, apparently. Uh. So we met with the lady. We went in her office. She found out how old we were. And then she was like, oh, well, you guys can take your little adventure somewhere else. Ooh. Yeah. She said it like that? Like that, yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, we're like goofy and stuff, but we were trying to start something. Wait, how does she know how old you were? I think they have to. I think she took our IDs. Okay, and she looked at it. Because we actually went into her office. Like, we were meeting with her about opening a, a joint. Business account. Okay. A business account with both of us. And that you, I don't think you can do that gotcha. before 18. Okay. 
So we left and we were just like pretty shocked, you know, like we didn't think we'd get that kind of a reaction. Wait, you can open a regular account, right? Yeah, but I think a business account is different because you also have to have a license. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we had any of that stuff. Gotcha. I didn't know about that before. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, even when I was getting my license to start the business, I asked them, I said, well, why do I need a license? Well, because you need a license. Well, why do I need a license? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just need a license. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So, yeah. So, yeah, we left and we were pretty uh, bummed out about it. Um, and another friend of mine at the time let somebody else know who, who owned a business that I was looking for work cleaning windows or that I was going to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, he kind of met with me and sat me down and he was like, basically, you know, I think he started his business at 19 and he was like, it's hard. It's not easy. You're going to have to put a lot of work into it. It's not just something that you can just get into. So you can work for me. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, right now it was kind of like, I didn't have a car. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Like everything that he was telling me now, I found out to be extremely true. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to start a business. It's mm-hmm. not just something you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of happy that I was able to continue doing that because I, I liked cleaning windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I learned from him mostly was like precision, I guess. Mm-hmm. He was very like, he wanted you to get on a ladder and look directly at the window. He didn't want you to use a pole. He wanted to make sure that you could see it. You were eye level with it. So every time that you left a job, you knew that you had looked at it before you left it. You know? Gotcha. And I mean, I don't personally do that. I don't feel, I don't like doing things that way. Um, but what it did teach me was about detailing and figuring out, like looking at it and knowing that, you know, you did a good job. So he was very serious about that. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated that. Um, he did have like some weird things, just like the way that he would do things. It was very specific, which you don't necessarily need to do in order to clean windows. But it was, it's almost like his little brand, I guess, for his business. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was interesting as well. And the jobs he would get were like huge commercial buildings. Mm-hmm. And he would like leave me to go do those while he would either uh, take care of his kids or do some other kind of aspect of the jo- of the job, like office work or something. Okay. And so from that, I, I think I gained a lot of confidence in myself, which was helped. Like if he trusted me to do that, then I wanted to do a good job and it helped me to kind of mm-hmm. push forward in that. Um, and he also had like a water fed pole system. Okay. Which I actually broke. He like shifted in from like Germany or something. And it was like carbon. It's not carbon fiber, but what do you call that where it's like really, really light, but sturdy. Mm. It's like a telescoping pole. And Anyways. it wasn't like aluminum or anything? No, it was really light. Mm-hmm. And at the time, that was like new technology mm-hmm. <laughs> for that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was shaking it, and it snapped in half. Because I was just like trying to just get the water off. Mm-hmm. The last section was so small, and just snapped. And I was like, oh, man. But thankfully, it didn't make me pay for it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I felt so bad. Because it's really expensive. Um, but I don't know if he was buying one. I, again, I could ask him, but I don't think I want to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a funny thing about it though, is since you had to get eye level to every window, you go into houses that have two stories. And so this was like my first near death experience, Mm -hmm. which was uh, pretty scary because we had set up a ladder and it was on a rug and the ladder slipped 
but the rug pushed up against itself, so it caught me. Mm-hmm. But I was basically just there, and I had fallen at least like a couple inches or so. I mean, at that high up, you, mm-hmm. you really freak out. Mm-hmm. So he felt really bad, and he was like, "Oh, dude, like I'm so sorry." Like uh, he was trying to figure out some way to make it up to me. He's like, "You know what?" He's like, "We can go wherever you want to eat. I'll take you to go eat dinner." He's like, "You want to go to Pinnacle Peak? You know, you can get some steak, whatever." And I was like, uh, "I don't really like steak. I want to go to Quiznos." <laughs> oh my god. And to this day, I kick myself. I'm like, just why didn't you just get the steak? Right. And I was like sitting there eating a meatball sandwich with quinces, and I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, but just working with him and the first guy that I worked with, um, you know, it was just a lot of fun. He was serious on the job, mm-hmm. but on the downtime, like, there was times where it would be too cold to clean windows. So he'd wait until it heated up. Mm-hmm. And we'd sit inside of Carl's Jr. because his dad worked for him too. Mm-hmm. And we'd just play, well, we'd play a Trivial Pursuit. Okay. But they had played it so much that they all knew what the answers were. The answers. <laughs> so I was like, what's the point of this? But it was just funny. Just their whole, it was just a lot of fun. And, and we would like, uh, we'd hang out and play music together because he played guitar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he kind of showed me a lot of movies that I hadn't seen before that he thought were pretty cool. I'm not sure if you've ever seen The Dead Poet Society. Mm-mm. It's a really depressing film, but it's got um, Robin Williams in it, and he's like oh. a teacher. Huh. So it's not really like I a might comedy. actually like it then. Yeah, it's not a comedy, um, but he kind of is. It's like an inspire inspirational movie. Mm-hmm. But the ending's just really sad. But, yeah, so we'd hang out a lot. It was a lot of fun. So that's why I'm, like, trying to, I guess, paint the picture of that. When I was cleaning windows, it wasn't – the thing I liked about it was it wasn't just about the work. It mm-hmm. was, like, you can have fun doing it, too. And that's what I got from the people that I worked from for at that time. Um, Let's see. But there was uh, – yeah, we did end up parting ways. I think I, I just quit because mm-hmm. there were some, some things that had come up. But, I mean, it's just life, you know. I, it's, that's one thing that's really hard is – trying to quit a job with someone that you really liked hanging out with, mm-hmm. you know, cause you kind of got to be like, well, you know, I have other things that I have to do and this isn't really fitting with what my other schedules are. So I have right. to go uh-huh. again. I was like a stupid teenager. I could have done it in a better way, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just funny being a, thinking about being a kid again, mm-hmm. saying or doing things that are just like kind of dumb. So that was uh interesting. I learned a lot. And then I moved on. I started doing some data entry work mm-hmm. and working on websites. And uh, that was interesting because, again, I was trying to learn something. And the guy that I had worked for, he would teach classes in Linux. And he was like, hey, you know, how about if you if you want to sit in on the class, you know, you can sit in on it with us. Because I would, it was like a co-op space. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there doing all this data entry stuff, and he's like, okay, you can come. Like, So I'd walk with him, and he'd teach this class on Linux. Do you know anything about Linux? Yeah, I used Linux. I still, to this day, I have no idea about it. Uh-huh. So the first day, I was, like, trying to follow along. The second day, I was, like, out of it. The third day, I was like, what is going on? And he was like, you know what? You can just go back to doing the data entry work. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, like, lost, No, because no, you, you do have to have a certain personality well no 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 it's not even that it's it's a certain it's kind of like a certain mind type mm-hmm. number one you have to like that type of stuff yeah if you really don't like it then you're really not going to get into it mm-hmm. see i'm like a complete nerd and i liked learning about linux and all the commands and stuff well the guy that i worked for was 
very well. Well, I mean, he teaches classes. So. Yeah. But if I didn't like it, then, yeah, I would easily see how I wouldn't do well at it. And mm-hmm. there's other things that are not quite as complex. There's actually a lot of computer-related you know, programming things that are a lot easier than Linux. Mm-hmm. But if I, I, I'm not interested in them. So for me, it's like I look at it, and I'm like, oh, this is boring. I'm not going to do this. Yeah. So, so anyway, don't be so hard on yourself. Just, uh, okay. you know. Anyways. Give yourself a pat on the back. The other thing I learned from that guy, too, <laughs> was that he, like – I would be working doing data entry and we're in this co-op office and he's like, I'm hungry. Let's go to like Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. So I'd bring the laptop and being doing like data entry in Buffalo Wild Wings while he's like sitting there <laughs> eating wings. I mean, I'd eat too, mm-hmm. but it was just funny because he owned his own business so he could do that. Oh, okay. You know, and he could like, the company he worked for would pay for our food and stuff too. So it was like kind of cool again to see someone who is self-employed mm-hmm. able to not just work but hire someone to do the boring stuff, which is what I did, and also have fun doing it, you know. So that's something I liked about what I was learning from the people around me that were self-employed, mm-hmm. even though it had nothing to do with windows mm-hmm. or cleaning windows, should I say. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, you know, Microsoft, Windows, uh, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, so after that, I had moved away. To New York, mm-hmm. and I got a text message from my first boss, mm-hmm. and he sent me this crazy picture of him like dude cleaning some windows, and I looked at it. I'm like, ha, glad I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm put my phone back in my pocket and uh-huh. go back to work. Uh-huh. Little did I know <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that I would move back to Tucson, and uh, I was just trying to find a job. A couple now, this is a few years later. This is like one year later. So I lived in New York for a year. I came back. Okay. I live back in Tucson. Okay. And so now what year was does that bring us to right now? No, that brings us to about 20 that brings us to 2013. 2013. Okay. So in New York, thankfully I had saved up some money, so when I came back, I like took a, like a road trip. So that was kind of fun. Um but then I had to come back to reality. Obviously, I moved back in with my parents and I was uh trying to find a new job. Mm-hmm. The first job I got was in August, landscaping. Okay. Again, I had no idea what I was doing, and I don't know why people paid me to do it, but mm-hmm. I was working, digging these small little trenches to put in irrigation lines, mm-hmm. which uh, was is really hot and just, like, terrible. Mm-hmm. Again, the guy I worked for, very nice, mm-hmm. had a good time, but he hired me, like, a couple times and was like, well, I can find someone else, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think he wanted me to work for him, too, and I wasn't really looking to work as much as he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so this next job that I got was for a Mason making like walls mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh cool. I know how to dig a trench into the ground. So we do that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I worked for him for like two days. No, the first day. And he was like, Oh, we didn't talk about payment for whatever reason. Cause I, he's known my parents and actually I think my dad had worked for him like for a very brief period of time, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, well, how much did you want to get paid? And I was like, oh, like 10 an hour. And he was like, 10 an hour? He's like, I could get someone who's cheaper and better than you for less than that. And I was like, oh, well, I still want 10 an hour. <laughs> nice. Good. No, I'm glad you said that. But well, how much was he thinking? I don't know. What is this? I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe nine, eight. I don't know. When I mean, did, did minimum you, wage go up? But are you really nitpicking a dollar or two an hour? Hey, don't ask me. Who is this again? No. <laughs> we need to talk about, yeah. 
No. We'll, re- we'll reach out to him after the po- after we record this. I hold nothing against him because again, you're. I did not really know what I was doing, and I was happy. At least someone was. It doesn't matter. Gonna pay me. It doesn't matter. You should. If you don't discuss payment before, then when you discuss it after, you shouldn't be surprised <laughs> at what they say. Again, I was like what nineteen. Anyway, so I made eighty dollars that day mm-hmm. from working my butt off. Eighty dollars that day. Eighty dollars of one so day. So did you get the ten dollars? Yeah. So oh, it was eight, okay. eight hours worth of work. We. Picked up the concrete, the mix from Home Depot. We went, and he had me taking bags of concrete, like 50-pound bags. Okay. I couldn't pick them up, so we had to, like, cut them in half. And I spilled, like, a whole bunch of that stuff, too. I was not very good at this, by the way. You, <clears throat> I'm sorry. On the way out of the store, I dropped one of the bags, and it just, like, blew up. And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, sorry. And then while we were working, yeah, it, I'm not trying to paint him as a bad person. Like, I was not good at it by any means. And you go from someone who was working indoors for, like, a year to working out in the hot sun, building a wall. It's uh, I'm disappointed that you couldn't lift a 50-pound bag, though. Hey, man. I was pretty weak back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you can lift it once. You can lift it twice. You can lift it three times. Once you start, like, doing that over and over and over again, like, you start getting tired, you know? No, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me, princess. <laughs> uh, anyways, again, I'm not trying to sit here and be like, I'm the best worker in the world, and you need to start your own business because you're... No, no, I agree. I understand that. I don't take... I didn't take yeah, it yeah, that yeah. way. I just assumed that you were stronger than that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Bad at math. Can't lift for beans. <laughs> anyways. Um... Yeah, so after that day, I was like, I talked to myself, and I was like, Antonio, you made $80 today. Do you really think it's that hard to make $80 cleaning windows? Mm-hmm. And I broke it down, and I said, that's eight $10 jobs. Mm-hmm. That's four $20, $20 jobs, mm-hmm. you know, and vice versa. Or two $40 jobs. Two $40 jobs. So I was like, you know, I need to do this. I need to, like, get this stuff and just start it. So so the fact that he didn't pay you was actually a blessing. No, he disguise. did pay me. No, no, but you know what I'm saying. He didn't really. Yeah. I probably would have worked for him a little bit longer if and he paid you gotten more. better. Yeah. yeah. He was like, here's Antonio. Here's $13 an hour. You probably would have stuck with him for a minute. Yeah. But, I mean, this is someone who's, he makes a lot of money doing what he does because he's good at it. And he knows people who are good at it as well who work for less because that's, I mean, if you have a family, sometimes people work for less just so they can have a job, you know, mm. especially when someone's self-employed. I mean, right. you don't really have to go through some of the um, processes you have to do for a big business. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, again, what I learned from him being self-employed is that you can, because he would charge a lot. But he did a lot of work, and he had to pay for materials. But he made sure he got paid what he needed to. Mm-hmm. And he was very realistic with the customer as to how much it was going to cost, and he broke it down for them. And from that, I learned just the seriousness that you can, you know, you can't just have people tell you, oh, well, it's going to be that much. You know, you need to stick to your prices and also explain it to them. So I thought I, I did admire that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I started the business. I was sitting in uh, – this is when Danny Carlisle comes in. 
talking about the hypothetical income. I'm sitting in his office and I'm like, dude, I can make so much money. You don't understand. I was like, look at the numbers. Look uh-huh. at it. Uh-huh. You get five $20 jobs. You're at a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars. You know how much that is? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, dude, like unless you get the jobs, you didn't make any money. And I was right. like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I drew a little logo and, uh, some friends of mine made t-shirts mm-hmm. and so they made the t-shirt for me. It was just a polo with a logo and it said clear water on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at the beginning I didn't have any business cards because another problem, a good, bad thing about me is that when I go in on something, I go fully in as to whether how prepared I am at that moment. Well, you know, that's to be determined, but I didn't have any business cards. So I'd write my number and my name on a piece of paper and like give it to people and be like, hey, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you can see Aaron's face right now. I'm very disappointed. Hey, come on. I was 19, man. No, but 2013, you should have known better. Well, I was 20. Vistaprint. Everybody knew about Vistaprint. The thing was, is I did get the Vistaprint, but I was waiting for them to come in and I should have printed off stuff, but I didn't print anything. I was just so like eager to like get out there and just get business. And I, it was a lesson learned though. It's all good. Yeah. No, well, I did get business from it. Yeah. Um, and the first job that I had gotten was pretty funny because it was right across the street from my house. It was a cost cutters, very small place. And I walked in there and I was like, Hey, again, my whole thing, $10. The lady's like, no, that's too much. She's like $10 was too much. Yep. So she was like five. And I was like, well, I said, I'm here. I drove here. I have nothing else to do. I have no jobs. I haven't even gotten one account, you know, so five bucks fine. So I did it and their blinds are messed up. I had no training. Like this is a year of me away from it. So I had to remember it. And there's just a big change in my mental thinking abilities from when I was 18 to 20. Mm -hmm. It was like when I was 18, I felt like I was doing things, but I wasn't learning. Mm -hmm. And at 20, like stuff was actually being retained. It felt like, Mm -hmm. so not that I had to start from scratch, but you know, it was just starting, you know, ground up, clean the windows. It was really hard. Took me about an hour and a half. Now that job would take me 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a ladder. I just used poles. The bucket that I had had a hole in it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't have any towels. Um, it was just a mess. It was a little literal mess. And the whole place was all dusty. And uh, the lady was pretty set on five bucks. She mm-hmm. said, well, thanks. I left. As I was packing my stuff in the car, like another woman ran out and gave me like $6. Mm-hmm. She's like, here. She's like, she said, lady's too cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. And I was like, why, thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> This is a free tip. I got paid more by you than I did by her. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I was pretty excited about that, and I just started going down down Broadway. Did, you, did you ever wash your win- that place's windows again? I think I went back, and I told her like 10. Man, I think I may have gone a couple times and done mm-hmm. it just for five. And then at a certain point, I was like, I think I'm wasting my time here. Mm-hmm. And so I had that initial reaction, which was like, you know, you go try to get your first job and you have someone who's like, no, I don't want to pay that. Mm -hmm. And you have to like really debate, is it worth it? Because I don't have anything else. Should I just do it? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not really that good, so I'll just do it. But at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I'm better than $5 Mm -hmm. because I have more accounts. 
And so I had uh, well, gotten some accounts just down. I would drive down Broadway and just go to like dental offices, mm-hmm. uh, cost cutters. Mm-hmm. And one of the ladies hired me and it was $20. So I was making $20 on certain jobs and stuff. And I, looking back, you know, I didn't need a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So any, cause I lived with my parents and all I had was like my car payment. Thankfully they didn't make me pay rent when I was there. Um, oh, they were really nice for that. <laughs> Cause I would have been like $500. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have to say in the backdrop of this whole story mm-hmm. is the fact that my parents really supported me doing this. Um, if I hadn't had their support, I wouldn't have done it because mm-hmm. there was a lot of times I wanted to quit mm-hmm. and they didn't go about it the nicest way, but they were pretty much like, whenever I was like, oh, I saw a lady I used to work with at Best Buy working at this bank. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you have cashier experience, so you should come and apply here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I drove home and I was like, I think I'm going to do this. And my parents are like, I mean, I had never really, ex- I'd worked for a bunch of people. I had never really experienced a nine to five job mm-hmm. uh, where they demand you to be there whenever you they want you to be there. Mm-hmm. Work is, you know, long or weekends or whatever. They tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. So I was like, this sounds like great. I can actually make some money. I won't feel like a worthless, like, bum. And my parents, like, got really mad at me. They were like, dude, like, you're going to, you have an opportunity here that a lot of people don't have. You know, I had the situation that made it very easy to start a business. Most people aren't coming in with the least amount of, of expenses that I had. A lot of the people that I talked to that started window cleaning businesses worked full time. And we're like, you know, I can't take this anymore. I don't have time to spend with my family or I don't have any time. So I need to start something so I can have more control over what I do so I can also make room for other things. Um, And so for that, again, I I really appreciate that they were serious with me about that because I didn't understand it at the time at 20 years old. So, um, yeah, so I just continued trying to get accounts, trying to get accounts. Uh, there was this place called Risky Business. It's like a restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a funny name. But anyways, I had walked in there, and the guy was very nice and hired me. And that was like, uh, it was a $100 job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I did it. And, like, again, it took me a long time because I was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the amount of time I took, I was like, you know what? I think it probably took, like, three, four hours. And I was like, dude, like I made a hundred dollars in four hours. That's like twenty five dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I want, mm-hmm. you know. And I st- and I went across the street, and I even got an account there for sixty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Then I got went across to the next place, and it was like twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. So I had made <laughs> maths, maths, <laughs> <laughs> almost two hundred bucks. Yeah, in one morning, or, pretty much one day. Yeah. And I was sitting there, and I was like, wow, like, I didn't think I could do this. And, um, I, you know, I had the whole spiel, which I, you, you have to, like, learn. No one taught me how to do this. I didn't take any classes, which I should have, but I didn't. I didn't look up any YouTube videos, which I'm not sure how much there was back then, but starting a business. Oh, there was I, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, YouTube isn't for learning things. It's for cat videos. Here, here's a cat playing piano. <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> oh man, I got distracted. I'm sorry. So anyways, uh, my dad would tell me, he's like, don't tell them that I just started a business. He's like, tell them I'm looking to expand my business. Mm-hmm. That way it sounds like you have other accounts. 
And because he told me that, I was like, oh. And that worked a lot better than being like, hey, guys. Oh, yeah. 20-year-old. This sounds like a joke. 20-year-old walks into a bar and says, <laughs> can I speak to your manager? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you walk into these places and you're like, hi, can I speak to your manager? And they're like super busy. And the manager's like, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, hi, I just started my own bid. No, 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 what do you want? Uh, um, uh. <laughs> and then they're just like, you know, you're wasting people's time at that point. So I got pretty good at just being like, hey, uh, I clean windows in the area. I'm here trying to expand. Uh, if you guys are interested in finding a window cleaner, if you want to replace one you have, here's my number. Nice. So but that took a while to get used to. Yeah. Plus, it's probably best to go at times where it's not the busiest. Yeah. my f- The most fun I had was walking in at 6 in the morning. No, I'd go pretty early mm-hmm. when they were closed and just, like, walk in because they always had a door open for the employees. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, how would you get in here? Mm-hmm. I'd be like, where's your uh, manager? Mm-hmm. He was never there. So don't go early. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was just saying, maybe not at peak busyness. I mean, yeah. When they're running around with I'm drinks. gung-ho, man. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get more No, but that's good. That's good. You Obviously, you made the better choice. Yeah. So it was kind of funny. Just uh, You get shot down a lot. A mm-hmm. lot. For mm-hmm. the amount of things that I was going through. And I didn't learn. Because Jesse, he was, when while all this was going on, he had started his own business, stopped cleaning windows, and then was uh, working at a like credit card processor company or something. Mm-hmm. And from that, he would like, because he had to go and sell. He was a salesman. Mm. Then he restarted his company. And with the kind of attitude and speaking ability that he had, mm-hmm. he knew how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I admired about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not something I had at the beginning, which he was very, very well adept to do it. And I would see him and I was like, dude, like, how are you talking like that? How do you tell people those things? How do you sound so like confident, you know, and I really admired that. And, and that's what I learned from him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to say like, Oh, I taught him how to do everything. I think we both kind of still worked each other, worked with each other. Cause there was a time where I was showing him how to like clean windows with a pole. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was standing there with his business shirt on and people were asking him for cards. Mm. And I'm like, no, dude, this is my account. Give him my card. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he was, dude, he'd go all in. He'd mm-hmm. be like, yeah, okay, well, when would you like to schedule this? I can schedule a call. I'll call you. I'll be there, blah, blah. And I never did any of that stuff. I never, like, tried to maintain my uh, connections. Mm-hmm. If you talk to someone once, you know, you may talk to them again, but you need to make sure that conversation happens. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, it was interesting. Um, so I was starting my own business, but it was also very hard. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you have to maintain accounts. One of them, I think this is the last one I'll talk about, about the commercial side of it, was this place called Sunline Design. Mm -hmm. I walked in, and I've had a lot of negative experiences. But this guy, he was like, he was so happy to see me. He was like, oh, he's like, this is a godsend because we've been looking for a window cleaner. I'm like, dude, like, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) But he was really, really nice. And he got me a lot of accounts because he has a lot of affluent friends mm-hmm. who needed window cleaning and he would give me their, he would give their number to me and they would call me. Mm-hmm. And so from that, I started getting like houses and I never priced them right at the beginning. <laughs> so I wasn't making very much. I could have been making more at the time. Mm-hmm. But again, that was Jesse's strong suit. He'd go and charge stuff that I was like, how are you doing that? How are you? Like, I just, I can't wrap my mind around it. Make sure you mention, you know, to him about this. No, I have. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about the podcast. Oh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Tell him he got a shout out. He got a shout out. A positive one. 
Well, we haven't gotten to the negative part. Oh, no, well, I'm no, just, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, so it was just interesting to, to kind of learn all of that. And Don, the guy at the jewelry store, he also made my wife's wedding ring and made my wedding ring. Oh, cool. Um, I paid for it, but oh. you know. <laughs> he gave me a discount, which is funny because that's, uh, I think this is where like me and Tyson kind of intersect our last um, guest, mm. one of our guests, mm-hmm. uh, because he was part of, a, he kind of was trying to help me get uh, networking. It was like a business networking thing. Mm-hmm. And so he reached out to me and I really appreciate that because it was like, I didn't really feel like I could be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of presenting me to this networking group as someone who was serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really appreciated that because, again, I always think that if you give – the best way to give someone confidence is to trust them. Mm-hmm. And when you can trust – when you, you can tell someone, I trust you, it really pushes them forward mm-hmm. from what I have experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they put trust – they have confidence in themselves, and that helps them to move forward. I mean, some people are have confidence or they're overconfident, but for those who are kind of have struggle with that, like I did, it really helped to have that uh, kind of, you know, uh, connection. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it wasn't for me though, the business networking thing, because mm-hmm. again, it was it seemed like it would be taking me away from what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I was very selective, and I think my parents helped me with that too, being selective as to what kind of things to get involved in, so that it's so easy because. Uh, it's just so easy to get back into that. I need that nine to five. I need the nine to five, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so around this time too, I was introduced. Well, this, uh, guy named Gabe, Gabe spotless window cleaning, took me out to dinner, wing stuff, wing factory, mm-hmm. sat me down. He was like, dude, he's like, if you help me out, I'll help you out. Basically. That's what I got from it. So I worked with him. And from that, I learned a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, because now I was actually taking it seriously. I was trying to start my own business, and he showed me how to do that. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I didn't know pricing. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. He would be very open and honest with me about how he went about doing the business, how much he was charging, what he what he expected to be making, mm-hmm. uh, how to, you know, just ha- like he would have a truck and he'd load everything up, and it was very, like, Efficient. Mm -hmm. Efficiency is what I'm also trying to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was just interesting to, because he really helped me out. And he would tell me too, he says, like, you could work for me, but he's like, I know you can do your own business. Mm -hmm. And he would always push me for that. Mm -hmm. Despite, I would be like, I would sometimes even try to work for him more because I was like, I just, I can't, I don't want to do my own business. But Mm -hmm. he's like, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And he would give me uh, like accounts he couldn't get to. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that really helped me grow my experience both in residential and also my clientele base. And for that, I'm very appreciative. Um, at one point, we had done a job for two nights. And he was, the one thing, other thing is he was very fair in the way that he paid me. I don't know what fair is because getting paid minimum wage is fair. Right? You know, getting paid $20 an hour, is that fair? Yeah, it's fair. You know, he would pay me a lot for what I did. Mm-hmm. And I think he has since changed that because he also realized he can't, you can't do both, you know. Mm-hmm. But for the time where he was, what he was doing, it, it really helped me out because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was getting paid percentages sometimes of certain, like one job that we did, 
I made so much because it was two nights of work mm-hmm. that we were going behind like pressure washers. Mm-hmm. And from the money I got from that, I was able to buy the, my wife's wedding ring. And so, you know, I, I, it was just a little bit less than that, but it was, it was enough, you know. And so he, <laughs> like that job was terrible. It was a nightmare mm-hmm. because they had expected us to do a lot more. But he made sure that he got paid what extra he did because they were not prepared. And so, like, he would stick to his guns. And that's what I, I really admired about him, too, doing that. Um, but as we've kind of, I think, <laughs> both have grown, we've kind of grown apart. Mm-hmm. Now he actually has a lot more, you know, uh, workers. He's built a pretty, a very, very good business. Mm-hmm. From what it was five years ago, because that's when he started, like, this plan, I think he had gotten a plan together Mm -hmm. so what he was going to do and he's followed through on it Mm -hmm. and um yeah it's just he's grown a lot and i've grown somewhat (laughs) but it's just seeing him still is and he i can always call him and i can always ask him questions and he's always willing to help and he's always been there when i needed like some kind of support whether it be you know, I'm like, oh, dude, I got this, like, giant job. I don't know how to bid it. Like, how do you bid huge jobs? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you walk into these places, and you're like, geez, like, what? And <laughs> it was funny because I was sitting down, and I, I had lunch with him because he gave me a pole mm-hmm. that you can use um, as a gift. Well, he just kind of reached out to me and said, hey, I have this extra thing. You can have it if you need it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that really helped me out on a job that I was doing. But we were talking, and I had actually done one of his accounts, and he's like, oh, how much did you get paid on it? And I was like, oh, I got paid this much. And he's like, dude, <laughs> he made like double that amount. Mm. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah. It's like, well, I'm still not really good at the whole bidding thing. But mm. to me, again, it's really about sometimes I just need the money. And mm-hmm. so I'll do it for less. But mm-hmm. he's always been someone where he like sticks to it. Mm-hmm. And he makes a lot more because of that. And so it's he's always been someone I've aspired to you know, kind of imitate in the business sense of it. Mm-hmm. So everyone that I've worked for, they've all been people that I can see positive things in what they've done. And that's what I enjoy about owning your own business is because it's almost like pulling money out of thin air. Uh, Cause you're just coming up and you're like, Hey, I can do this. And the people that tell me, well, I don't know why anyone would pay to have their windows cleaned. Well, I just tell them like, well, you just don't have a house that would make that difference. Ooh, dang. <laughs> Nice. Because there's some houses in Tucson, man. That's beautiful. Not, I'm like, what would I do with this much space? I really don't. I couldn't even imagine it. But there's people that have that much space. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, but yeah, it's, so it's just interesting, that, that whole aspect of it. There's also a lot of other people um, that I've worked with that have really helped me out. Um, like there's even businesses right now. Jesse, he'll give me some accounts, like his overflow and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so, yeah, it's always been something cool. Um, I think the last part, which I was going to talk about, because this was more about how I started the business. I don't know. Did I really like touch on? I think what I can gain from all of this is always looking to other people that do stuff you want to do mm-hmm. and talk to them. Find someone who's going to be open and honest with you about it. Find someone who's not going to be secretive or be afraid of you stealing their business but rather someone who's going to be open because with Gabe, he was always open. And because of that, I try to imitate his attitude with other people because I see you can be as stingy and angry and secretive and, but you don't help anybody and it doesn't make you a happier person. 
and it doesn't get you the support of other people. I feel like I owe him still, even though I've worked and he's paid me. So like the payment should be what you are owed. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. But he's done things that, you know, wait, what was I trying to say? Well, I guess I would have to pay him. (laughs) No. So I feel like I still owe him Mm -hmm. and I've been there for him and I've helped in like hard, like big jobs and stuff like that. But I still feel like I owe him something because of that attitude. Mm-hmm. Because I've, he's always answered all my questions. So I think if you're trying to start a business, you should find a mentor that's willing to help you out. And it's going to kind of be is it a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, you do something for them, they do something for you. And you're always honest with them about, about things. Mm-hmm. And so um, I guess what I'll conclude on like, is the hardest part of owning your own business is the joke that I tell people where I say there is a fine line between being self-employed and unemployed. <laughs> and that's not a joke because oh. it can get hard, man. I think, you know, you read places and the most depressing thing that can happen to a man is losing his job. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're sometimes you feel like you lose your job every every day. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll have accounts that stop and it's really hard when maybe you've done something wrong and the people no longer want you to like... I was having a very serious discussion with my wife, one that took so long that it went through the night into the morning. And we showed up at the job and we continued talking because it was a very serious discussion between like, you know, what we were talking about. And I drove to the job and we were still talking and then we just kept talking. And I was like, this is more important than my work. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I called the people. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, something came up. Family matter came up. I can't do the job. And they're like, we already found someone else. I was like, really? I mean, so I, well, I had my wife call them. She said that they did that. So I called them back. I was like, hi. Oh, yeah, I think we just talked to the woman. She said, and well, we already hired someone else. And I was like, are you serious? Because these people, I had done the job before, and they they were telling me to go across town to pick up the check, and I would show up, and the check wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's like a back and forth between, you know, I understand that sometimes people just don't do things the right way. Maybe I inconvenience them so big that, you know, again, I'm not going to ask them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. But you, you, it's very, you internalize that a lot. And for me, that's the hardest thing is getting that kind of rejection or trying to do a bid and someone says, no, that's too much. I'm not going to pay that. Mm-hmm. I've had one guy who said that what I do, what, I, what I'm doing, because it was funny. I'd cleaned the windows at his house. And I remember it distinctly because I almost fell off a ladder and Travis was laughing at me because the ladder like had bended uh-huh. and he was just laughing at how funny it looked. And I was like, Travis, I was like, please, please just hold the letter. <laughs> right, and he's right. like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, like this is serious. Right. I'm so, about to die. And I knew how much he, he charged for that house. Mm-hmm. I remember it. I don't, I think, I don't know why, but I remember that house. I remember how much he charged. And the guy who had now owned it was trying to tell me that it wasn't worth that much. Mm-hmm. And I texted him and I said, you know, I've done this job before and not only that they've paid more and there was less work to do because there was construction that was done on the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I felt pretty, you know, empowered because I was like, I've already, I've been around the block. <laughs> been doing this for 10 years, man. I've yeah. seen things. I know how to do stuff. But he was like, no, this isn't skilled labor. You're just cleaning windows. And I was like, dude, you don't know how wrong it can go. I didn't tell him. But if you get a bad window cleaner doing construction cleanup, you can, they can ruin the windows. Mm-hmm scratch them up, and then all these giant picture windows that you have are destroyed. And it's not that big of a deal, but it is. (laughs) You know, that's why you have windows, so you can see out of them, not so you can see some scratches. Mm -hmm. So 
that kind of rejection, though, it gets you real riled up. And sometimes it's like it can create a lot of negative emotions. And um, because you're not doing a job where you go to school for it, uh, sometimes when you encounter individuals who've gone to schooling, and it's just all, in, a lot of things are the like the internal voice in my head that tells me, this person went to school, they're smarter than you. Mm-hmm. So you don't have anything to add to this conversation or something like that. It's it's They've never told me that. Mm-hmm. A lot of it that I've had to learn to do is tell myself that this is just something, it's a negative thought that I'm having, and it's not reality. Even if they are thinking that, it doesn't matter because, you know, you... This mostly happens when I'm not making a lot of money with the business during slow times. You start really like freaking out and selling stuff and trying to figure out how you're going to get by. And it's just very stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like the ups and downs of it, which I've realized partially is my own self to blame because of either the way I've spent money or the way I've done like charging. I get paid to less. So I've been charging more during busy times and that's been helping out. Um, but I, I'd have to say that owning your own business is very difficult, and it can get very, very depressing. It can get very negative. It can get very uh, sad. But something that really helped me out was reading books about people who had owned giant, successful businesses. And at one point or another, they've gone broke. And the only way that they come back is by getting someone to invest a lot of money into them. And that's like, I think that's worse because you're losing people who have like families. Maybe they lose their job because of you. And I've never done that. You know, I've never affected someone's life that drastically that mm-hmm. they no longer can pay their bills. They have to go find work elsewhere. And so it was kind of funny because it kind of helped me to see that anybody who starts a business, it's going to have ups and downs. It's going to go good. It's going to go bad. And how that happens is just try not to have it affect your life that much. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a lot. One thing that holds people back from starting their own business is just that accountability, because the difference between owning a business and also work or working for someone is that when you work at a build business, you can leave it, you go home. When you work for yourself, it's there twenty four seven, and you can let it into your life as much or as little as you want. And if you start checking your emails every five seconds, you know if you try doing the math and figuring out oh, I need to make this much by the end of the month, you know, is, I found that making plans. Set, you know, figuring out how much you're going to do has really helped. Um, But again, I'm not here as like an authority. I just say what I know because when I look at other people, they do a lot of things differently than I do and I can learn a lot from them. So I always try to keep myself open to taking in more information, Mm -hmm. no matter where it comes from and whether it makes sense or not, just trying to understand that, you know, get that. So I think that was funny because at a certain point, um, my parents helped me. And then at another point, I realized that um, there was just certain things I didn't understand about the job. So it was interesting. And then I had to stop thinking of myself as a window cleaner and start thinking of myself as a business owner, which surprisingly I haven't done until like last year, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're no longer thinking about, oh, I clean windows for a living. No, I own a small business. And (laughs) it's funny because I always tell people like I'm a small business owner. And they're like, yeah, you are. And I'm like, no, no, no. I I own a small business. I'm mm-hmm. not just a small business. <laughs> I'm <Right>. average height. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut <Call> up. <laughs> average. <All right. laughs> average according to who exactly? I don't know. It just sounds nice. <laughs> but yeah. So I guess that's uh, all talk about the business. There's a lot of ups and downs. I have learned a lot. 
So I've always kept myself open. I still have a lot to learn. And I'm still not exactly at where I want to be. But I am made plans to continue pushing myself to do that, to get to where I want to be. But when you have no work, like if you make enough to pay your bills in one week, and then you have no work, you know, for another week, you got to find a way to spend your time wisely. Because you can, <laughs> it's real easy to just blow a whole week, just, pff, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And you get nothing done productive. You just lazing around the house, which actually makes you more depressed than not having work. Um, so just trying to find like ways to keep yourself busy doing things that are positive as opposed to watching things or playing games or, you know, just trying to do stuff that's creative. And right now I've taken on trying to learn the violin, which has helped me um, because I'm not a very technical person. I don't like to, I don't like to do details I don't like to keep things strict, um, but with that instrument, you have to be very strict. There's no, like, it was funny as I was talking to Danny about it because Danny plays violin. And I was like, dude, I said, the violin is such a difficult instrument. Like, I can't imagine, like, how anybody could play this so well. And they play it so fluid. It's so simple. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, you want to know something that really talks to how, uh, how serious it is, is that you can see videos of all kinds of rock stars, drunk, high, wasted, playing guitar, just, you know, just doing like, but you never see someone like that playing violin because you need like your full mental capacity and like you need to be precise. It is precision. Yeah. You know? And so I think that that adds some kind of elegance to the instrument itself too. Cause you never see, I mean, I would guess uh, if you have a video, show me. Some drunk person playing violin. I highly doubt it would sound any good. Oh, no. Let me look that up right now. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've gone on and on. So That's all I got to say about that. So if you're wondering how I got into window cleaning, now you know. And if you want to hire me, I charge. Very reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So we're out for you. You are an amazing Oh, and I forgot to mention the one giant superstar in this whole story. Aaron Owens, who helped me start my website. And Danny, actually. Oh, gosh, I can't forget Danny. Danny's helped me. Also, Danny Carlisle has spent time. Danny did a bulk of the work as far as the website's concerned. Yeah, you did help me with the advertising side of it. Yeah. But he, he did a lot of work, and he did it for cheap, and I really appreciate that because it's like, I've... I needed that because I don't have the money at certain times to be able to pay for someone to do that. Yeah. But he helped me figure that out. He, he helped me get the domain, which to me is really complicated. That's what I hate about him. It's so simple for him. It's just like he sits there and he's like, why can't you figure this out? And I'm like, I don't know. I just did it. It's not what I do. You know, put me in front of a window and I bet I can clean it faster or better than other people. But put me in front of a computer, man. I can make my way around it. Obviously, I had a job doing web uh data entry and stuff like that, which has helped me make the website and Google sites. Mm-hmm. Um, but as to getting domains and where to get them and knowing that you're not getting scammed, that's a hard thing for me. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that that would happen. And Danny helped me navigate through that. So, so we should give everyone Danny's number so they can call him. No, 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 no. He was Area like, dude, <laughs> he was like, dude, I work on computers all day. Now you want me to come home and work on more computers. I'm like, please, yeah. Danny, please. I, know. I had to like beg him. And, 
Again, I don't understand it because I've never worked on computers. I don't I mean, I have worked on computers, but it wasn't like that much. It wasn't mm-hmm. like tiring, although it was tiring. Yeah, it was pretty boring. But the place I worked, they had a ping pong table and a foosball table. So, And me and Danny actually worked in the same office for a short period of time. Sat right across from each other and goofed off for the majority of that time, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. But I have to say, you know, my parents helped. Gabe helped. Everyone around me really supported it. And I have to say that I appreciate Danny, too, because during the times that I would just, like, be blowing off time because I wasn't working, I'd go over to his office and hang out, and we'd play ping pong and just talk about life and stuff. So, appreciate that. So, yeah. I think just always having an appreciative attitude is always helpful. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here without everybody else. That's for sure. And I sure hope that I've helped everybody else. <laughs> Instead of just leeching off of their personal energy. Uh, yeah. So. I'm sure you've done a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, can I borrow like 20 bucks? Of course. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course. <laughs> Apple yeah. Pay. Apple Pay. So, yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing your life story with us. Thanks. Your business life with us. Um, and hopefully everyone found something useful that they can use. Yeah. And I would say, if you're looking to start a business, I'm open to answering questions about stuff. I have a ton of questions for you. Again, I may not have the correct answers, oh, okay. but okay. I'll be a listening right. ear, and I'll support you. And okay. I won't tell you, go take your little adventure somewhere else. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got that from you before, but that's we'll save that for a different <laughs> yeah. podcast, because I've presented you with a business that I tried to start, and you shut it down. I did? You did. Oh, yeah, because it was dumb. Oh, uh, yeah. But then... Okay, and let me clarify this. If you come to me with a dumb business, I'm not going to be like, oh, Aaron, yes, oh, you can can do this. See, you forgot a a couple of details. So here's what happened, and it will end this. (laughs) I presented you with a business idea, Uh and you shut it down. You were like, you... Nope, nope, let me finish. (laughs) You shut it down. Then, like, three or four months later, you came to me with the same (laughs) proposition, the exact same thing, and yours cost more money to start than mine did. Yeah, it did. I just wanted to spend, you know, pennies, 50 bucks maybe to start this. You come come back with, like, (laughs) like hundreds hundreds of dollars, (laughs) and it was the same thing. And I was like, did you not listen to me three months ago when I presented this to you? And you just shot it down. Yeah. And with that being said, this is Two Angry Scoops <laughs> podcast, and uh, we're done. No, Goodbye. all I have to say. No, wait, wait, no, I just we're have ending one more thing. this. We are because ending this. Because it's the whole hypothetical Which button is the music? <laughs> no, that's the, oh, God. that's the wrong music. <laughs> the wrong there you go. That is not the right song. <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Ugh. <sighs> This has been two crazy scoops. <laughs> this has been two crazy scoops podcasts. With your hosts Ao and Antino. Hopefully next week we'll have a guest. Um, but again, we're not really mentioning because it's kind of like a haphazard thing. But we will try to find. We'll hunt them down. We'll make them come. And um, the other thing is, I, I guess I'll, I'll finish it by saying that yeah, don't don't give in to hypothetical income and don't start a business with Ao. <laughs>